0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of Journey Now, produced by Journey Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. For more information on Journey Church and our gatherings, visit journeytn.com.
1: Welcome to the Journey Now podcast. My name is Kevin Dixon. I'm one of the pastors here at Journey, and I'm sitting around my table in my office with some of my friends and my lovely daughter to my right. Is Alyssa McNally. Say hi, Alyssa. Hi. Is she the lovely daughter or? Yes,
2: she is. Did
3: you kind of want that role
1: today? Yeah, I was like,
2: well, you looked at me.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's, yeah. Let's just go with Susie Lynn to my left. Hey. And Tim Timmons. Yep. <laughs> and then our illustrious teaching pastor by the daughter. name of Lovely Mike. daughter. Yep. Eerie. Yep. That's really eerie. Yeah. Well, this last weekend, we launched into a new series. No, we didn't. We started that two weeks ago (laughs) with an interview, which I thought was very compelling, Susie. Um, It was. A story of someone who uh, became a missionary before she became a Jesus follower. Mm -hmm. Power in weakness. Mm -hmm. Gotta love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a good interview. I think it helped people understand a little bit more about who we are as a church. Yeah. I think it was powerful. Well, then we launched into the... Idea of how does power manifest itself in weakness, and we started with the idea, the concept, and the person of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And this last Sunday, Susie kicked off the series with a um, overview, rousing, rousing, rousing. I, wow. I would go with robust, mm-hmm. robust mm-hmm. Um, message, overview. Yep. message, overview, conversation around the Holy Spirit. And with that, the goal was to introduce this idea that somehow, some way, we humans um, need to be connected with God in such a way that His power runs through us or mm-hmm. is manifest in us or enlightens us, changes us some way. And the Bible was full of these stories. So, Susie, what was your goal on Sunday and how did it set the table for the series?
4: Yeah, I think the goal was to kind of. You know, when you introduce a series called Power and Weakness, people are more susceptible to start thinking about the ways and the methods and the gifts and the, the, the attributes of, of personality or whatever that help you overcome weakness. But the goal was to show the way Jesus introduces the Holy Spirit to the disciples, the way he promises him to them is that he's promising to them a person who is going to be present with them. And so it's kind of reframing for some people that the Holy Spirit is more than just an energy or a ghost or some ethereal being, but is actually a person, and he's personable and has an interpersonal relationship with us, um, and that also that the the grace is more important than the goods that we 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 always think to, we always go to. The gifts of the Spirit and the manifestation of the Spirit and the miracles and all the big demonstrative stuff that comes with the Holy Spirit, which are all really great things that do point us to Jesus, mm-hmm. Lord willing. But but the, the essence of it and the primary thing is, is the presence of Jesus in us, that He's equal with God and He leaves, Jesus leaves the earth in bodily form and the Holy Spirit comes and takes up His office on earth with us.
1: Mm. Office. Does he tabernacle
4: with us? He tabernacles with us. He lives with... And that's really important because um, I actually did have a couple of people ask me about that scripture that we are anchoring this series in in 2 Corinthians 12 where Paul says, so that Christ's power may rest on me.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, that, that word rest actually is the same word used for tabernacle. It means it's it's tent. It's It's to dwell within. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just threw that out there without much explanation, and that was, I think some people didn't quite make that connection, but right. it is like that this resting on me is, is more than even just being with me, it's being in me and being a part of me. And mm-hmm. so out of that presence comes the power to, um, to embrace, live, overcome whatever God has for you in this life. Good.
1: Thanks, Susie. That was a good mm-hmm. overview. Mm-hmm. Um, quick question for the table, around the table I would like to go. I said that like Yoda. Um, the The question is this: We all we know that Journey Church is full of a diversity of people from all kinds of um, denominational backgrounds,
4: streams of the faith,
1: extremes of the faith. No streams. Streams. Oh, streams. There are many streams. There are. Oh, see, don't. Yeah, that. that, (laughs) Um, With that being said, uh, for us around the table, what what is your um, background when it comes to your theological bent towards the Holy Spirit? What do you bring with you when you come? Because I think this is one of the questions that makes it really difficult to teach a diverse group of people is they all bring a, a different view of who the Spirit is, um, his participation in and um, practice within the body. So, and I know... You know, this is—I don't know how diverse we are around the table, but I think it would be worth us speaking out. This is—I um, grew up in a small Baptist church in northern Minnesota, and the Holy Spirit was an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if you probably laid out the Trinity, it would have been God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Scriptures, and the Holy Spirit somewhere. Uh, on the outside looking in. Floating around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a... Um, we just didn't talk about it, him. We didn't talk about that part of the faith much. So it was kind of absent for me. Mike, how about you?
2: Very similar. Uh, really conservative church. I remember I was in high school and somebody raised their hands in the middle of a worship song. And I believe there was an elder meeting called after that. <laughs> <laughs> Nuh-uh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Wow. It was the charismatics were invading our our church, in your space. yeah, so I mean that's you couldn't get more mm. conservative than that, so very similar
0: uh I grew up in the same church as Ke- no um <laughs> <laughs> I think probably pretty in the middle when it came to the Holy Spirit, I think there was a large emphasis on conviction of sin was like the role mm. of the holy spirit. Mm. Yeah. Um so honestly like That's my good. um natural like feeling towards it is bad because I'm like the role of the holy spirit to sh- is to show me how I'm bad. Mm. Um and I think I'm not sure where that came from. That could just be an Alyssa thing. I don't know if like my whole church would have said that. But I think there was a it was like yeah, the the God within us was definitely something that I had a mm-hmm. context for, but it was more for like conviction of sin.
3: Mm-hmm. Totally, I think I'd agree with that. Yeah, my, I I felt like my upbringing was right in the middle of it all, so I've got friends on all the sides, and now, but I feel like it was kind of. I mean, don't you think, Mike? Mm-hmm. The context that we were in.
2: Yeah, which which for me, like going to California working tim and i worked together at a church there, there was a bit of middle um yeah it wasn't it wasn't um it wasn't emphasized uh i would i was i would always hear about the extremes though yeah you know what i mean like that part was the public part it was like the people that were falling down laughing right or the people right. that were chasing demons you know behind every you know, flat tire or whatever, those got news. Yeah. But but just the ordinary um, sort of role about the spirit was never talked about.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, mine's pretty, I think, pretty interesting. Um, I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't start attending church till I was in high school. But prior to becoming followers of Christ, my mom was really into fortune telling and tarot cards Mm, and stuff like that. And so there was this like, um, like not prophetic, but fortune telling, like that was astrology. All that stuff was very real to me. And so then when I became a Christian, I started going to a church that didn't really talk much about the Holy Spirit at all. And then when I went to college, there were I, that's when the first time I was exposed to like all the different thoughts about it, and it was very interesting to me. So then, after I got married, I went to a four square church, which has its roots in Pentecostal um, in the Pentecostal movement. But in that church, there were many different streams of belief there. So there were people who were um, super into the gifts of the Spirit and the, the manifestation of all the gifts. And then there were people who thought that they were no longer for today. So it really stirred up a lot of interest in me. And um, so I I definitely became more drawn to that part of, of, of the Holy Spirit. And it wasn't until I was discipled by a woman who was – much older and believed in all of that stuff, believed that the gifts were for today and everything, but always started with presence. And so she I've talked about her before where I would ask her how I could pray for her and her answer to me was always that I stay close to Jesus. And so for her, she knew that that the power of the Spirit came from being with Jesus and, and that whatever she needed would manifest out of that place. But it was very, um, it, it was very, I, I had a very conflicted view for a while, but um, it, so, it evolved. Can if you me. clarify
0: what it means? Like the gifts, like I think that's something that is kind yeah. of rich uh, terms. So yes. You just so the more. Bible
4: talks about the about um, about God giving each of us gifts of the Spirit, and there are gifts that when we when we're walking with Jesus, when we have um, life in the Spirit, the Spirit indwells in us, and He He gives us gifts for the building up of the body, for the the building up of of God's people, the church, whatever you want to call it. And it's for, and it, but it's ultimately to bear witness to Jesus. So people can, can see the life of Christ manifest through his people. And the whole point of our series is that's, that is often done in, in times of human weakness and it's, it's most manifest through, through weakness. But, um, and then there's this Whole section of miraculous gifts like speaking in tongues and prophecy and healing and those kinds of gifts. That there are some people who would say that those gifts are no longer for today, that they don't, they don't, they're not actually operational, if you will. And then there are some people who say, yes, they are fully operational and we should embrace them and all pray that we can receive them because they would be useful to us in bearing witness to Christ.
1: Well, that was very thorough. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and uh, it's the diversity in our church. I think is more diverse than what we are around the mm-hmm. table. But with that in mind, if if we start talking, we're we're talking about power in weakness, and we introduce the topic of the Holy Spirit, Spirit the Person of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. How are those? If if you're like a Oh man, I don't know how the power connects to me to, through the Spirit. Through um, how does how does how do you guys see that particular idea connecting with the people at Journey or whoever are listening to this? Is power, Holy Spirit, and
3: weakness? How do those three things connect? Where do they intersect? Tell now, me, I'll, you, I'll, now I would love to hear examples that you guys would see in your own lives about that because this is a confusion point for me so i heard the message it was a great message i just don't fully get it i don't fully get the idea of power and weakness yet i think Mm -hmm. i'm i'm rethinking it and so i'm just curious of how that plays out in real life
2: what part but part is where's the disconnect can you
3: so there's there are weaknesses that we would have Mm -hmm. um i'd love to use one as an example um
2: I'm not good at directions.
3: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Mike That's and our way did. to totally. to this place the other day, we we missed a few time, missed a few off ramps. But you know what? We were having a great conversation. We were a
2: great conversation. Uh,
3: somebody give me an example. Are you talking about human frailty? I'm just trying to figure out the phrase. I know this is why we're even having these podcasts right. and this yes. whole conversation. Yeah, is like this is a great thought. I could probably give a message on it too, but I don't know what it really means. What's it look like in my life? When you look at other people and you you ask the question
1: of other people, what would be their weakness? Their weaknesses um, could be anything
3: from human frailty. They're not very physically... Strong to which, something done to somebody. I mean, there's yep, like, yep. let's say cancer for me. That is a, a that there's that's a weakness a, there. It's a physical weakness. <clears throat> yes, but there are also things that I engage in, right. or like gossip, or whatever these things might be. Moral you know, failure yeah. could be a weakness. So I'm trying to like figure out
2: well, Are they all equal. No, 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 no. Paul's very specific. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's that's part <laughs> no, of the. No, no. He does not mean sin. He yeah. does not mean humanity. There you go. He does not mean like. <clears throat> Um, I struggle with X, Y, or Z. What he means, and it's in the context of him establishing a different basis for boasting over against the what he calls super apostles. Um, the Corinthian church had been founded by Paul, but had really been impressed by people who were much better at rhetoric and who were much more dynamic speakers. Hmm. And, and Paul is... Uh, he's on a he's on a three chapter I think it is right. sort of yeah diatribe against, um, and he's like, well, if you want me to boast, then I'm not going to boast in my strength. Uh, I'm going to boast in my weaknesses. And he goes through persecution. Mm-hmm. He goes through tribulation, and he and then he ultimately lands in whatever this thorn right. in his flesh right. is a messenger from Satan. He calls it. And so, um, in the context, what he's what he's saying is he's carrying out his apostleship in the midst of a social shame um, and persecution. Unlike the super apostles who are being applauded publicly and granted status, he is he's carrying out his apostleship in exactly the opposite sets of circumstances, which is its own form of imitating Christ. Right, that Christ was exalted. In the midst of his crucifixion, which was socially shaming and naked. I mean, just, you know, all of that. uh, That Paul's carrying out his apostleship and that. And so his boast is in all of the ways he doesn't show up as impressive religiously. Um, All of the things that have been done to him or that he suffered for the sake of Jesus. So, um,
3: okay. So give give me an example today in somebody's life of where that happens today.
2: Well... We, you would say, or I would say, um, uh, I think cancer is a great example. Not something God gave you, not something you chose, and yet it's caused you to limp and live in certain kinds of ways through which God has been glorified.
3: So, what in what way do I embrace the weakness?
2: So, well, the 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 specific way you would embrace the weakness, uh, to me, is you refuse to claim the social status that is available to you as a recording artist as a you know x y or z like it's it's living in total opposition to the status building and symbol chasing of modern celebrity and it's instead embracing the things that aren't beautiful that are that the hardships that's your true resume Mm. in jesus and when you Mm. look at your life It's not the things that you're strong in that are the things that God uses most, right? It's not your competency in X, Y, or Z, but it's the fact that you've been limping with this story and in the midst of this story, in the midst of this reality, there's been so much that's been done in and through it, right? That wouldn't have been accomplished otherwise.
3: Yes, I th- also but the hard part is what you mean by God working through like he does his best work because the way that we see that I see that in America is like numbers are better. Here's, and yeah, let me let me at least can I can yeah, I step yeah, into yeah, that yeah, just yeah. for a second because I think there's the
1: other extreme on this as well. Um you could become a victim of your yeah. we- your weakness, right? right? Right. And and a victim of that weakness would leave you in a place where um, rather than allowing God to be strong in that weakness, it becomes your identity. Mm-hmm. It becomes, um, it, be- it consumes you. Your weakness becomes more of a, a badge that you wear. And you don't do that. There's, 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 and that's where you start to see the strength and the weakness. You start to see it as, I'm not identified by this. Right. Actually, God has now taken it and made it something more than a weakness. Um, and and those are the extremes. Those are the extremes, though, that end up. You know, I'm going to take this and I'm going to make it. I um, I had someone in my church back in Harrisburg that believed that if you had enough faith, you get healed by anything, right? Yeah. Um, and we would, and it was a it is a prevalent theology among a certain group of people who aspire to. I get told that every week. At oh, some point. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, if you had enough faith. Yeah, and, and, and in one way or another, I hear that every weekend. And one, mm. of, the, one of the most mm. godly, godly men I knew um, who loved Jesus, walked, got pancreatic cancer. And uh, she kept telling him, if you had enough faith, you'd, you'd be healed. If you had enough faith, you'd be healed. Um, and uh, I visited him in the hospital. We were walking around um, a nurse's station. And he leaned over and he said, do you, do you think I have enough faith? And I said, What do you mean? And he goes, I keep getting told by people that I don't have enough faith. And I said, Dude, you're one of the most faithful you mm-hmm. know, we started talking about what true faith was. I said and and at the end of that conversation he just he just wept because he started to believe that he his identity was something other than what God gave him. And uh it's just really sad, because mm-hmm. that that will t- that will turn him and turn almost turned him into a victim of God, right, mm-hmm. right, and there was no power in being a victim of God.
3: And yet, there's also and he did die, right, yeah. totally, yeah. And yet, there's also this other side of the spirit and this, <clears throat> however he works, mm-hmm. that has this healing. Um, yeah. mystical yeah. wild yeah. Yeah. Uh, side that I'm I've had glimpses into and it's like this is crazy it is like this is yeah. I mean I've got stories that are we all do that are just crazy There, I just cannot explain them at all right yeah other than the God Spirit really the only is, thing you can say is God did that that's how you yeah. explain it mm-hmm. yeah 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 I mean it comes down to me my main question for God as <laughs> when I meet him face to face will be, what did you actually care about? Cause then did you then give the spirit the ability to do this at that point or, yeah. Um, but I think the thing I pull away from this weekend is just a reminder of presence, which is my, yeah. that my favorite. Yeah. Gift in all of this. But anyways, it's a confusing topic for me. Yeah. Just not cut and dry. Mm-mm. Like this, this is how it works. Right, no. If you believe that, you know, it doesn't. you don't have to believe anything about faith. It's like, well, there's a piece of that. There's a yeah. piece of also... Sure. Yeah, it's confusing to me. I think we're doing great.
1: But I think that's the mystery of God and the Holy Spirit. That's the mystery of walking this life through a state of dependence. It's, it's, um, I don't get to control it. I don't get to be in charge of it. I don't get the get to be the person that tells God what to do. I don't get that. Yeah. I don't, and and that's where the struggle always is, is that tension even for that uh, guy. I was like, we don't get to tell God who he heals and who he doesn't heal. Can we have faith in the fact that he's paying attention? Sure, but we don't get to choose. We don't get to say, here today. Now, if you're an apostle and your name is Peter and, and you have, you know, walk into a situation and go, oh, I guess I'm gonna heal this guy, I guess then, there is some power in that but for us i think it's it's different i think that's what makes it difficult so we read those stories in the bible and go well wait a minute it should work this way all the time nothing works that way Mm-mm. all the time so where do we go with this for if you, if you if if you're listening to this podcast right and you go okay these guys have no answers um, where does, where does strength then come, is the question I think we, we ultimately have to leave them with or at least give them opportunity to wrestle with, is if we're talking about power in a weakness, right? Where does, where, where does the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit come into this equation or into our lives or into this world in such a way that we go, oh, there's strength there. Where do we see strength? Am I asking a bad question? What do you think, Mike?
2: Um, I'm I'm not I'm not totally clear. Not I mean, sure. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be teaching in two weeks on mm-hmm. that Second Corinthians text, and so we'll be looking a lot at the thorn. Nope. Which Second <laughs> Corinthians? Which one? The We're gonna be looking at that passage. The thorn. Yeah. So yeah, I wanted to clarify. That's what it was about. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So. Um, There's this recurring pattern all throughout the Bible where God delights in using circumstances that are just impossible. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and Susie referenced Abraham and Sarah Mm -hmm. um, and their barrenness that you see then repeated with Zechariah and Elizabeth, Mm -hmm. with Hannah. Um, he
4: uses the foolish to shame the wise. Yeah, I mean it's the this, it's the it's the upside down. The mm-hmm. It's God's
2: God's weakness is stronger than man's strength, mm-hmm. and so to show that it's from God, right, um, and not from us, he will arrange circumstances and use people that are the most unlikely, um, so that there's no other explanation. Right. Thus Moses, mm-hmm. yeah,
4: and Paul. While he was still breathing mm-hmm. out murderous threats, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And so there's an intervent- intervention of some sort, is what you're saying. God steps in. God, uh. God moves in such a way that He reveals Himself. That's what yeah. I'm hearing you oh. say. Okay. No, that's not what. No, you're- I
2: just. Thought- yeah. I don't know. Intervention is the right word. It's just a pattern that He's when he determines to do something, the human agents he uses are either weak um, themselves or he will place them in circumstances where they're in over their heads. So there can be no other kind of explanation.
1: So the invitation to Moses was, was an invitation of which he could have said, I'm out. Like there's because if God is if God is really revealing Himself, which we believe He is through His Scriptures, through His creation, through His mm-hmm. people, through mm-hmm. all these things, He's revealing Himself over and over again. I see Him in you. I see Him in uh, the people around me. Mm-hmm. If I'm pa- paying attention, it's a revealing. Correct. Yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure you and I are on the same. <laughs> And so the revealing we we see in Moses is God takes the unexpected Mm -hmm. and shows himself to be more powerful than the most powerful with the most weakest of shepherds, the guy Mm -hmm. that was wandering Mm -hmm. out in the wilderness Mm -hmm. for 40 years, tending sheep. Yeah. Crazy. So you ever feel like you're wandering out in the wilderness for 40 years, tending sheep? (laughs) Yeah, forty five. Forty five years. 10 five
4: years. I think too, Tim, when I think about I mean, not to make it all about you and your cancer journey. Yeah. But <laughs> no,
3: it's it's the it's an <laughs> it example. It is an example.
4: Yeah. And I think like when you talk about how your faith has changed in these years that you've been living with cancer, and I'm not at all condoning any kind of formula here, but when we look at what Paul also describes how he describes the fruit of the spirit which are like you know it's it's born out of of the spirit of life and the spirit that there's peace patience kindness mm-hmm. gentleness self-control like i think from what i've heard you say and how i've heard you describe your life those are all areas in which you have been strengthened yeah you know and i know you're not perfect in all those ways yeah. and and the, there's things that you're still like you know, walking with Jesus about. But like, when I think of the fruit of the spirit in you, I think about your story and how much of that has come to fruition totally. through your weakness totally. and having to, you know, live mm-hmm. with cancer and live with some unknown things and 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 live as though it's true that God can heal you, mm-hmm. is how you mm-hmm. often say it. And that's that's a gift of faith. And so your gift of faith isn't, Um, It's not based on the outcome of whether he will or will not heal you this side of heaven. Um, And you mark an X on your wrist because the reality is you could not wake up tomorrow and we could lose you, you know, but, but you've not only, you've not only um, embodied those things in your own walk with God, you've passed that on to others. Like, you know, I, my son used to put an X on his wrist for a while and he'd say, well, Tim has cancer and I'm just angry. So, (laughs) you know, but that's like you, you bearing witness to the strength of Jesus to a teenager who's trying to figure out how to deal with his anger, you know? So Mm -hmm. to me, that's the example. That's Mm -hmm. the real life example. Mm -hmm. It's not that like, oh, all of a sudden you have all this like superhuman strength to like live your life. It's like, no, you're very aware of the reality of your situation and yet you're not choosing to live in in illness you're choosing to live in the healing of God and the and that the spirit of God is with you no matter what.
3: Yep, totally. So Totally. Thank you.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Richard Rohr describes it as uh <laughs> uh the soul expanding or the expansion of the soul when you go through like you know getting diagnosed with cancer or you know it could be a moral failure or going through a divorce or something that's you know very devastating to your your world and I I mean the way that he describes it and talks about it is been very helpful for me but there is a level of like a lot of writers throughout history talk about the dark night of the soul. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, St. You know, John of the Cross mm-hmm. was the original. Yeah yeah and I mean like millions of mm-hmm. not millions but lots of other saints and people talk about this moment um, that happens and that's what keeps coming to mind to me as we talk about this is that there is something profound about um, pain and weakness and mm-hmm. the experiencing of suffering that it expands us, it expands our soul and it allows us to um, live differently. Yeah. And uh, I think... It we can. can. It has the opportunity to. It has the opportunity to. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think there you see people kind of respond in a few different ways, right? Like you can see people respond bitterly and allow their lives to be angry and full of, um, you know, just rage. And then like we get to see people, like you, you tend, sorry to keep talking about you, but you've experienced this and it, it has softened you. It is, yeah. I, don't, I didn't know you before, but yeah. it is, you create so much space for other people's brokenness and pain because of your own um, and people know it from the moment that they meet you and from the moment that they talk to you there's mm-hmm. your your soul has expanded so much that there's so much space and so we attribute that to at least I attribute that to God and to the Holy Spirit's work within you and his expanding of of your world so to me that's what it means to have power and weakness mm-hmm. um, I don't know if that's theologically correct but that's where I would go that's with correct. it is like, yeah. that's where I see like this, there's like a lot of people just get really pissed off that they have cancer, <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah. laughs> you know, and and then their their response to the world is the opposite of yours. Um, but I feel like we see God mm-hmm. within you, working within you um, by your response. Yeah.
3: Are there any other things you guys want to talk to me about? <laughs> yeah, we gathered here today. Put on um, my shirt. Do you like my shirt? I do.
2: Actually, so good. so good. Plum is such an underrated color.
4: We can cut this out, maybe, if we need to, because maybe mm-hmm. it's a little bit slightly off topic. But I think since it came up, I think a lot of people listen to this podcast looking for ways to practically apply um, stuff well, yeah. to their lives and right. like how it affects yeah. the way you live. And I would just encourage, like, you know, th- like we we there's many different ways that people think about this and in particular with i mean you said that somebody like once a this. week somebody tells you if you had enough faith that you would oh, be healed that, that that's the work of the spirit mm-hmm. i think that there is you know i use the example of my mom over the weekend because she she prayed yeah. for her own healing yeah. all the time believing that god could heal her and and the bible does invite us to pray and ask for yeah. healing and believe for healing mm-hmm. And, but the again, that's another example of are we more interested in his goods than his grace? Because the what we're praying for it's a it's an inner it's an intervention or divine intervention from the spirit of god it's it's not necessarily so that i can just be done with this and live my merry life it's that the god of the impossible can do what he wants and we at this is what we ask for but like every other thing that we pray for in life and every other thing that we believe we make it captive to christ and we 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 put it under the authority and the wisdom of jesus and his direction in our life and so thousand percent I pray for your healing and I believe that God can heal you and at the same time I place all of that belief and that faith under the authority of Jesus and I trust him for your life the outcome yeah for the outcome is. and so we have to be really careful when we're walking with people not to place them like your friend Kevin mm-hmm. and um, you know and and how it might make you feel on a bad day to place them in a in such a position that it actually diminishes their faith and it disheartens them rather than, than strengthens their heart towards the Lord. Because, um, you know, as we've seen many times, it, it, he doesn't need much <laughs> from us to, to unfold his ways. So that's just a little practical thing.
1: That's good. And to, and to, walk with other people Mm -hmm. in such a way that it allows them the space to wrestle with it. And, and I've so appreciated, I appreciate people that go through great difficulty and don't come out victims Mm -hmm. um, because they have gods. They're walking with God through that. And um, I've seen it go both ways and it is a, um in many ways it's it's a tragedy mm-hmm. when it, when it when God's not allowed to take that weakness and manifest it into something change it into something use it for what he wants so we'll talk a little bit more about that on Sunday in this idea of dependence as um and and I'm sure we're going to talk about it a little bit when we unpack a little bit more about mm-hmm. Paul and his adventures into um totally that realm as well so we thank you for joining us on this journey now podcast and we hope this propels you into a place where you can ponder some of the greater thoughts about the holy spirit but also just how you respond to weakness and may he be with you see you next week
0: If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you would share a screenshot of this episode to your Instagram story and tag us at journey underscore TN. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app.